Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look out. One, two. Ah, oh, there it's moving. Standing behind them, with his hands in his pockets, Lupin watched them affectionately, and at the same time reveled with all his pride, as an artist and master, in this striking proof of his authority, of his might, of the incredible sway which he wielded over others. How could those scoundrels for a second accept that improbable story, and lose all sense of things, to the point of relinquishing every chance of the fight in his favour? He took from his pockets two great massive and formidable revolvers, and calmly, choosing the first two men whom he would bring down, and the two who would fall next, he aimed as he might have aimed at a pair of targets in a rifle gallery. Two shots together, and two more. Loud yells of pain, four men came tumbling down, one after the other, like dolls at a cockshy. Four from seven leaves three,' said Lupin. "'Shall I go on?' His arms remained outstretched, levelled at the broker and his two pals. "'You swine!' growled the broker, feeling for a weapon. "'Hands up!' cried Lupin, "'or I fire. "'That's it. "'Now you two, take away his toys. "'If not—' "'The two scoundrels, shaking with fear, "'caught hold of their leader and compelled him to submit. "'Bind him! "'Bind him, confound it! "'What difference does it make to you? "'Once I'm gone, you're all free. "'Come along. "'Have you finished? "'The wrists first, with your belts, "'and the ankles. "'Hurry up!' The broker, beaten and disabled, made no further resistance. While his pals were binding him, Lupin stooped over them and dealt them two terrific blows on the head with the butt-end of his revolver. They sank down in a heap. "'It's a good piece of work,' he said, taking breath. "'Pity there are not another fifty of them. I was just in the mood. And all so easily done, with a smile on one's face. What do you think of it, broker?' The scoundrel lay cursing. Lupin said, "'Cheer up, old man. Console yourself with the thought that you are helping in a good action. The rescue of Mrs. Kesselbach. She will thank you in person for your gallantry.' He went to the door of the second room and opened it. "'What's this?' he said, stopping on the threshold, taken aback, dumbfounded. The room was empty. He went to the window, saw a ladder leaning against the balcony, a telescopic steel ladder, and muttered, "'Kidnapped! Kidnapped! Louis de Malreich!' Oh, the villain! He reflected for a minute, trying to master his anguish of mind, and said to himself that, after all, as Mrs. Kesselbach seemed to be in no immediate danger, there was no cause for alarm. But he was seized with a sudden fit of rage, and flew at the seven scoundrels, gave a kick or two to those of the wounded who stirred, felt for his banknotes, and put them back in his pocket, then gagged the men's mouths, and tied their hands with anything that he could find blind cords, curtain loops, blankets and sheets reduced to strips, 
and lastly laid in a row on the carpet in front of the sofa seven bundles of humanity packed tight together and tied up like so many parcels <laughs> mummy's on toast he chuckled a dainty dish for those who like that sort of thing you pack of fools how does this suit you eh there you are like corpses at the morgue serves you right for attacking lupin lupin the protector of the widow and orphan are you trembling quite unnecessary my lambs lupin never hurt a fly yet only lupin is a decent man he can't stand vermin and the lupin knows his duty i ask you is life possible with a lot of scamps like you about think of it no respect for other people's lives no respect for property for laws for society no conscience no anything what are we coming to lord what are we coming to without even taking the trouble to lock them in he left the room went down the street and walked until he came to his taxi he sent the driver in search of another and brought both cabs back to mrs kesselbach's house a good tip paid in advance avoided all tedious explanations with the help of the two men he carried the seven prisoners down and plumped them anyhow on one another's knees into the cabs the wounded men yelled and moaned he shut the doors shouting mind your hands he got up beside the driver of the front cab where to asked the man thirty-six quai des orfevers the detective office the motors throbbed the driver started the gear and the strange procession went scooting down the slopes of the trocadero in the streets they passed a few vegetable carts men carrying long poles were turning out the street lamps there were stars in the sky a cool breeze was wafted through the air lupin sang aloud the place de la concorde the louvre in the distance the dark bulk of notre dame he turned round and half opened the door having a good time mates so am i thank you it's a grand night for a drive and the air's delicious they were now bumping over the ill-paved quai and soon they arrived at the palais de justice and the door of the detective office wait here said dupin to the two drivers and be sure you look after your seven fares he crossed the outer yard and went down the passage on the right leading to the rooms of the central office he found the night inspectors on duty a bag gentlemen he said as he entered a fine bag too is monsieur weber here i am the new commissary of police for auteuil monsieur weber is in his flat do you want him sent for just one second i'm in a hurry i'll leave a line for him he sat down at a table and wrote my dear weber i am bringing you the seven scoundrels composing altenheim's gang the men who killed gourel and plenty of others and who killed me as well under the name of monsieur lenormand that only leaves their leader unaccounted for i am going to effect his arrest this minute come and join me he lives in the rue d'alaisement at neuilly and goes by the name of leon massier kind regards yours arsène lupin chief of the detective service he sealed the letter give that to m weber it's urgent now i want seven men to receive the goods i left them on the quai on going back to the taxis he was met by a chief inspector ah it's you monsieur leboeuf he said i've made a fine haul the whole of altenheim's gang they're there in the taxicabs where did you find them hard at work kidnapping mrs kesselbach and robbing her house but i'll tell you all about it when the time comes the chief inspector took him aside and with the air of surprise i beg your pardon monsieur but i was sent for to see the commissary of police for auteuil and i don't seem to whom have i the honour of addressing somebody who is making you a handsome present of seven hooligans of the finest quality still i should like to know my name yes arsene lupin he nimbly tripped the chief inspector up ran to the rue de rivoli 
jumped into a passing taxicab, and drove to the Porte des Ternes. The Rue de la Revolte was close by. He went to number three. For all his coolness and self-command, Arsène Lupin was unable to control his excitement. Would he find Dolores Kesselbach? Had Louis Malreich taken her either to his own place or to the broker's shed? Lupin had taken the key of the shed from the broker, so that it was easy for him, after ringing and walking across the different yards, to open the door and enter the lumber-shop. He switched on his lantern and took his bearings. A little 